On today's show, we talk about Whataburger, the Texas oil industry with our special guest, Heath Edgerton, and also we have our recommendations. Are you ready, Blake? Let's do it. And welcome to today's show. Welcome it's Friday. Guys. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm really happy that it's Friday. We got the weekend ahead of us. Uh, I work Friday night. That's all right. Well, we have we have one week until the 4th of July. Oh, I'm so, so pumped. So pumped. We get to celebrate America. Boom, We're going to be releasing boom. a couple new episodes, too. Yes. Also, I want to give a big shout out to Meredith Palmer for the rebrand. Um, thank you so much for that, Meredith. <laughs> Thank if you, guys, you Murdiff. If you guys haven't seen our new logo, it's really slick now. We actually look professional. We don't look like two goof. <laughs> we don't look like two goobers. Two, <laughs> two goobers. So we have been having, and by popular demand, we've had um, one of the biggest things happening in Texas right now. Yes, we had Whataburger sell majority of its steak to someone from Chicago. And that Chicago firm is um, BDT Investment Equity Company. And that company actually owns quite a few other companies, but they decided to to go after Whataburger. Yes. And so Whataburger is, of course, was founded in 1950 in Corpus Christi, mm-hmm. and it has over 800 locations around Texas. 800 locations in 10 states. Yep. That That's pretty impressive. Wait, so 1950, how many years has that been? I think that's 69. Okay, yeah. So, so Whataburger's been around for 69 years, and now this... BDT Capital Partners wants to take this Whataburger national. And I know we've seen a lot of feedback from everybody mm-hmm. that thinks it's all over for Whataburger. Yeah. But it, it's not. No. No, that's not the whole point of this. Like, I couldn't be more happy or happier for Whataburger than what they just did because they're trying to get to a new audience. And I am 100% for that. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. now they're not just going to be in southern states now. Yeah. They're going to be in. Chicago, New York, yeah, Virginia, Seattle, like that's the eventual expansion for Whataburger. Yeah, so like when you go on a road trip and stuff, be like, oh my gosh, I miss Texas, I miss Whataburger. So when you're up in, I don't know, Wyoming for something, you're like, oh shit, let's go to Whataburger. You get the little slice of heaven back. Yes, little, yes. And so, and uh, that's why everybody was like been complaining about what uh, In-N-Out Burger too. In-N-Out Burger expanded, of course, from California, and yeah. now they're moving all across America, and now. We at Texas has its own thing of moving across America now, too. And so I'm really happy that Chicago, that BDT came around and decided to take a shot at Whataburger and try to bring it national. Yes. The good thing is the Whataburger's headquarters will still be in San Antonio. So, And they st- they're still going to have the same yeah. management. And this yeah. equity firm is not going to do anything to what they're no. doing right now. And also, they didn't share... They didn't sell completely out no they only sold majority of their stake so they still have some ownership but that just means they're not calling the big shots but the deal is still not done yet i think they're supposed to have it done by the end of the the summer okay so but it's still gonna be as good the honey butter chicken biscuit still gonna taste the same guys don't flip out okay don't flip out so what do you usually get from whataburger (sighs) probably just just a good old cheeseburger really double meat cheeseburger Fries, or maybe I get the grilled chicken sandwich. Ooh, grilled like chicken sandwich, yeah, yeah, with fries. 
Do you like spicy ketchup or regular ketchup? I'm a more of a regular ketchup. Really? Yes. I, I love the spicy. I don't really care too much. I for love spice. spicy, just the right amount of spice in that ketchup. My I think my go to thing at Whataburger is the, the honey barbecue chicken strip sandwich. Oh, <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. that was drool! I was wiping off on my mouth. Yeah, no, I, I, my mouth is currently watering right now just thinking about it. I wonder, I, I wonder where we should go for dinner. And a big old sweet tea. Oh, but big old sweet tea <laughs> with extra diabetes in it. Oh yeah, and I wanted to go with that A one and that that ketchup. Oh, but, oh. but we're we're here to tell you guys, don't be alarmed. Yeah, don't be alarmed. Whataburger is here to stay. It's okay. Hold my hand. It's a, It's gonna be okay. okay. Hello, <laughs> darkness, my old friend. That that's our take on it, and we really want you guys to to. We want to hear your feedback too, because some of you are more more alarmed than others. Yeah. You guys think your rights and liberties are getting taken away because yeah. Whataburger got <laughs> J.J. <sold>. Watt. <laughs> Calm down, dude. You're from Wisconsin. You don't know. He even wanted to add kolaches to the list. Uh, but, get out. He doesn't even know what a real kolache is. Real kolache is like the fruit. In it, that's, yes. a, that's an actual kolache, not the yeah. sausage or yeah. meat, cheese. That's not a kolache. And a kolache does not fit no. in Whataburger's, no. uh, that, that entire layout. And, uh, you know, it, it's going to bring in that Texas flavor, too, because of the taquito yeah. and stuff. Oh. Dude, and here's how it's competing with In-N-Out Burger is because In-N-Out doesn't even have breakfast. No. Oh, that's right. Think about it. Oh, my goodness. See you later, In-N-Out. Yeah. See ya. I hope Whataburger takes him out of business yeah. forever. <laughs> and I'm joking. <laughs> the only good thing about In-N-Out is their spread on the fries. Their burgers aren't even that good. They're okay. I think they're okay. It, they're not great. Actually, I, they are actually <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> but if you haven't tried the spread on their fries, it's pretty freaking good. Yeah, I it's, agree with it's that. It's good. I agree with that 100%. And the company BDT also has partnered with family and founder-led companies, which include Peace Coffee and Tea. Krispy Kreme, mm. Tequila Company, Casa Dragones, and <laughs> Casa Dragones, <laughs> and the, the Weber Grills. I'm I'm really excited to see where this goes. Yeah. I'm really happy that if I travel to the East Coast now, that I'm going to have Whataburger. Can you imagine a Whataburger right in the middle of Times Square? That's going to be competing with McDonald's. Holy McDonald's, McDonald's. I don't think they would do that. You don't. I, I don't think so. I know. I, the the just, real estate the real estate is too much there. But can you only imagine? <laughs> they can't even put a Whataburger in Dallas Cowboys Stadium or um, Gillette Stadium. Or no, what, what? No, not Gillette Stadium. Where do the Texans Met play? MetLife. No, what are the... Wait, Texans? Yeah, where do the Texans play? It's, Reliant. Uh, no, yeah, no, no, you're, no. Yeah. NRG. NR, yeah, NRG Stadium. NRG Stadium. I really, I highly doubt they will put one in, in, in New York. But it will, uh, hey, you know what? They'll be like, this is the Texas thing. It's, yeah. It's a big old Texas-sized deal here. We got big old Texas-sized cheeseburger, big old Texas-side of fries, and a big old Texas-side milkshake. No, no. <laughs> With that, do you have anything else to add? I don't think so. J- just calm down, guys. It's okay. It's okay. We're here. Just text us and even follow us on our Facebook yeah. page or our Twitter page. <laughs> we'll, we'll reassure you guys that it's all going to be okay. Don't get your panties in a wad over this. Yep. It's okay. All right, let's go to the main course. Okay. And so for the main course, we are talking about the Texas oil boom that's going on right now in West Texas. And Kate and I actually had the opportunity to interview a control expert with Cut Energy Services out of Midland, Texas. With all that being said, here's our interview with Heath Edgerton. 
So with summer coming around the corner, gas prices are starting to go under $2. So joining us from the Cud Energy Services, we have Heath Edgerton, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about what's going on in the oil industry right now. Welcome on. Welcome, Heath. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming on the Heart of Texas podcast. We're really happy to have you here. Tell us a little bit about who you work with. So, as you mentioned, I work for a company called Cud Energy Services. We are a simulation company for the most part. We do a lot of hydraulic fracturing, remedial acidizing, also cool tubing, and a bunch of special services needed in the oil field. Okay. Um, we are located primarily in Midland, Texas, but we are international. We have operations Africa, Myanmar, Australia, Bolivia, and obviously the continental United States. So you're a global company. So how much revenue does this CUD make annually or a year? We are a 100% debt-free company. It's very rare in the oil field. A lot of wow. companies run off of credit, mm -hmm. but we have quite a bit of money in the bank right now. Currently, we are valued at $3.1 billion. Jeez wow. Louise. That's incredible. Where where do you guys manufacture the most? Or where do you guys, I guess, the drill or uh, frack the most? So we frack. We, we, we're not in the drilling business. We have no drilling rigs. Mm -hmm. Like H&P or Sidewinder or anybody like that. We mainly provide our services and pump, uh, which is kind of slang in the industry for what we do, primarily in the Permian Basin. Mm -hmm. 75 to 80 percent of all of our work is conducted annually. Wow. So when in the Midland area, is is does most of that go to the U.S. or is it exported elsewhere? Most of this is for the United States. A lot of it is sent via pipeline to the refineries in Corpus Christi and Houston. We also have one refinery here in West Texas in Big Spring. It used to be the Alon refinery, which was then bought out very recently by Delic. And they, they don't, I say produce, I, say, I guess should say refine as much as a lot of the other ones do. They do their part for sure. Gotcha. Alrighty. Uh, so, uh, where is Texas on the on the U.S. and global scale right now? For production? Yes, sir. Yeah. So, production-wise, the United States is the number one producer crude oil worldwide, which was held number one was held by Russia for forever, just because they have so much land mass. And then number two was Saudi Arabia. We creeped our way up to number three, and then just recently like the last few months started just going overboard and we are now the number one producer of crude oil in the world. On the scale, the, the big scale, Texas, if I remember correctly, Texas is producing 12 million barrels per day. Wow. Uh, so you go to barrels, which is 42 barrels in a, uh, sorry, 42 gallons in a barrel. And out of that production, Texas, I guess actually the Permian Basin is 4.5 million barrels per day produced. Jeez. There is, there is a bunch of oil out here, boys. Well, they, I mean, it definitely sounds like <laughs> it. So so Texas is apparently the lar is the largest producer in the States. How much revenue is that? Because that seems like if you're doing 12 million barrels a day, that's got to be a lot. And I, Or if you know the year statistics, that would be awesome too. So I guess we are looking... Obviously, people's revenue is going to depend on their inputs, right? Kind of, you know, your basic economic stuff. 
how much you know you're paying for services, land, mineral rights, payroll, insurance. I mean, there's a bunch that goes into it. The last I checked, we were at fifty-four dollars a barrel. Okay. Um, so fifty-four times four point five million is two hundred and forty-three million dollars per day. Jeez. Because I always remember that like Alaska was a high high like oil producer as well. Yeah. So so Texas definitely has Alaska beat now. Absolutely. So Alaska has always had a big name, I guess, because it's really controversial up there. Obviously, a lot of people don't want the environment to be messed up at all, which I totally understand. And for the people who think that the oil field tears everything up, they are sadly mistaken. So. In Texas, there's three major plays. There's the Permian Basin, the Eagleford, and there's one over in Fort Worth, but it's not really oil. It's mainly natural gas, and I forget I forget the name of that one. That's the main three. A lot of people talk about the Appalachian and the Bakken, which is obviously the Appalachian, the Appalachian Mountains, and the mm-hmm. Bakken is in North and South Dakota. And people go on and on and on, and there's so many documentaries about the Bakken this and the Bakken that, and the Bakken really does not produce much. The total, total Bakken produces 1.8 to 2 million barrels a day, so half of what the Permian does well people always say that and try to give north dakota and south dakota all these big cahoots about being such big oil producers but you know obviously like i said the permian basin does four and a half million a day and then you have the eagleford producing an extra two million maybe close to two and a half and then you, you have all these other little small plays state also so uh what are the alternatives for the future <clears throat> You know, that's, it's funny that people are always asking that. Consumption-wise, I don't, I don't think that renewable resources will be used in the, anywhere in the near future. Because if you look at everything around you right now, your cell phone, your sound equipment, your laptop, a pen if you have it beside you, probably the desk you're at, was made with a petroleum product or made by a piece of equipment that uses or was made with a petroleum product. So people who think that we can cut out the oil industry completely are kind of delusional. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's really not feasible. Now there are huge leaps and bounds to use what's called LNG or liquefied natural gas, mm-hmm. which is a much cleaner burning fuel. If you think the statistics about crude oil are high, the last I remember we were producing five cubic feet, three to five cubic feet of natural gas per gallon of oil produced in the Permian Basin. 100 cubic feet per barrel of oil. So like with all of this oil, about how long will the Permian Basin oil field run for? You know, we've been around, I guess the first hole punched out here was in the 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, people back in the 80s were saying, oh, no, you know, Permian Basin's done for. The Permian Basin's done for. You know, the big names, Chevron, Exxon, Texaco, all pulled out of the Permian Basin out in the 80s. And we're like, nope, there's, you know, there's nothing else we can do. We've pumped all the oil out of there. Well, clearly that wasn't the case because here we are in 2019 and <laughs> the number one producer in the world. I don't think that we will ever truly run out because people are finding, such as Pioneer, Pioneer found 30 trillion barrels of oil that run from roughly Big Spring, Texas, up to Lubbock, Texas. Good God. And it's all trapped right there. So that nobody, Pioneer owns all that, and nobody has even accessed it yet. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, they they won't have to worry about that for centuries. 
I, I mean, I, maybe even longer than that. I mean, that, that's such a surplus of it. I don't understand how we haven't had our independency from like OPEC or anything like yeah. that in the world community and why we're not relying on like Texas oil fields even more. Well, we definitely are. Uh, thankfully, the Trump administration helped a whole lot with being able to export instead of, I forgot the verbiage, but we could export some part of the oil that was produced, but we couldn't just export raw oil. Mm-hmm. Um, but thankfully, we're now exporting raw oil because of the Trump administration, which has helped a whole lot. And like I said, the most, the majority, the oil produced here in Texas goes down to Corpus Christi. And it's refined and, there. And is refined. And the stuff that is not refined is put into huge storage containers, locations. They even have storage wells where old depleted wells are then injected with oil that was produced up here. So they're storing it back in the earth to pull it back out. Oh, okay. So so where? how much is a barrel of oil, I mean, compared here in the U.S. to overseas? So there's two price indexes. There's the WTI, which is the West Texas Intermediate, which is what all the United States goes by. And then there's the Brent Crude Index, which is always higher. Um, based, it's if I'm if I'm correct, the price is based out of England, and so that's if you're going to England, you have to buy oil at the Brent Crude price. In the United States, it's, it's at the WTI. I mean, as an individual investor, should I start in, investing more into oil right now, since a lot of the price of oil is down? See, this is a really really tricky question. I get it. it oh, I mean, it always fluctuates, and I, I understand that, but. Since Absolutely. it is, I mean, since we are drilling a lot more yeah. right now, and we do have the uh, supposedly, we, I mean, we do have a surplus, correct? Yes, we are currently producing a surplus. Okay, so, I mean, this would kind of be a prime time to get into investing into oil right now, because, I mean, I own stock in Halliburton right now, and their stock is down at least 50%. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Well, that made two of us. Uh, and then I was for I, I sold my Halliburton stock off because I, I want to support my competitor. I think, you know, I've talked about this a lot with a lot of older guys who've been around and are deaf plugged in. And I don't think we're going to see another $120 barrel of oil anytime soon, if, if at all in our lifetime. People are looking more towards 60 to $70 oil, which is perfect for it's perfect for the consumer and it's perfect for the producer because the producer is, is making a profit so they can actually keep producing more and, and drilling more wells. Um, and then the producer, excuse me, the consumer isn't going to feel the burden um, and paying high prices at, at the pump. The best time to buy would have been in 2015 when we had the quote-unquote bust when OPEC flooded the market with a bunch of oil. Mm-hmm. If you start investing right now, I'd say probably right now is would be probably your best time. I know, I know you were talking about how a $70 barrel of, of gas is probably like what it could probably stay at for a while. How does that relate to the pump? Like what would be that that um, average gallon price at the pump? You know, it really just depends. Looking back on $70 oil back in, what was that, August, September, I think it was like two thirty or two forty a dollar uh, a gallon. Excuse me. It's not super expensive, but obviously it's not you know dollar twenty five like it was in twenty fifteen. Do you think with the current administration that we have right now, do you think that has it, it's greatly helped out in the oil industry? Overall, 
overall, yes, current administration did make comments about wanting to help Saudi oil, which I believe our first initiative should always be American first. Absolutely. I think that he has come back and, and kind of regretted saying that. Actually, it's it's quite known here that he regret, regretted saying that because he sent old Mike Pence out here. Um, <laughs> That's right. And Mike Pence came out went to a producer that I actually, we do some work for, called Diamondback Energy. He went to the Latshaw 45, obviously 45 being El Presidente. <laughs> yep. Uh, Latshaw 45 is a drilling rig, which was well, right by the airport. Uh, we were currently, at that time, fracking for Diamondback's competitor called Concho. And so we got to sit and watch uh, Air Force Two come in and land basically right over us. That's amazing. Which is a really cool experience. Wait, so did you get to meet him, or were you in close proximity to him, or what? The closest I got was probably about 150 foot, and he was still in the air. So <laughs> I, I, never got to, I never got too close to him because... They had that place on lockdown. I mean, you've pretty much really, I mean, informed Kate and I greatly, oh, yeah. Heath. Um, you've done a great job of, and, and definitely the viewer as well. And and we really thank you uh, for coming on, yeah, Heath. You've, you've definitely an eye opener. And I, I mean, you giving us statistics of what's going on right now, and especially in, in the climate that we're in, it's definitely great to hear that. And I, of, of course, as being as driving as much as I do, I love to hear that we're getting low gas prices. Yes. And that was Heath Edgerton of Cut Energy Services. Again, thanks for coming on, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you all. I really appreciate it. All right. And that was our interview with Heath. Thank you again for coming on, taking time out of your day to do that. Okay. So that was a pretty great interview with Heath. Yeah. Thank really you for coming good. in, man. Thank you, man. And to our final segment here of the show, our recommendations. Woo! Yeah. So I have some recommendations for everyone listening. There's a really good podcast. It's called Last Podcast on the Left. Wait, so you're telling me that the Heart of Texas podcast is not the best? <laughs> this is this is a, the second best, okay? Okay, yeah. We're number one. This is the second best. It is hilarious. What their podcast is about, they tell stories like historical stories, but they just throw in comedy. And so the last two episodes were about Bonnie and Clyde. It's three-part series, and it's just so freaking funny. And it's historically accurate but yes. they just throw comedy in there and make fun of stuff yeah you you showed me one episode where they talk about bonnie and clyde yeah and they do a deep dissection of how bonnie and clyde met and how they became the the gangsters of the great depression yeah very cool yeah no, i know i really like it I, I recommend it too as well and then also this is just a f weird recommendation it listen to nascar if you want to take a good nap uh, these cars are whizzing by, though. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like a sound machine. It's like, and the voices of the commentators are so country and so smooth, and it just makes me tired. <laughs> okay. Interesting choice, though. Uh, but, yeah, th those are my recommendations. Okay. Yeah, I know the last one was random, but deal with it. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Blake? What you got? So, my recommendations for the week are, I didn't even watch this movie. I forgot it came out in 2011. Yeah. But the movie 50-50 with Josh, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Seth Rogen. And who recommended it to you? I think Cade did. I, I sure did. You, yeah, you bet <laughs> your booty I did. Yeah. Uh, you definitely recommended it to me. And Joyce, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the movie has has uh, cancer and of course that's why it's called 50 50 because yeah. he doesn't know if he's going to live or not 50 50 chance yeah exactly. and it stars like anna kendrick bryce dallas harper 
it's a pretty stacked cast, to be yeah. honest. It had me emotional there midway through the movie. But don't ruin the ending. I'm not going to ruin the ending, but ju- <laughs> I'm just telling the listeners out there, give it a listen. My second recommendation of the week. Give it a listen. Give it a watch. Oh, yeah. Give it a watch. <laughs> my next one is give it a listen. That's right. You, you got me there. I'm, I'm thinking of my next thing. Uh, so my, my second recommendation is the rapper Young Gravy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if, uh, you know, Young Gravy likes to eat bowls of gravy. So uh, Young Gravy has a couple songs. One of them's like Mr. Clean. One of them is uh, called Cheryl Butter, Mrs. Butter, or Butter. It's called Buttered Up, and he talks about getting with Mrs. Buttersworth. <laughs> it features the rapper Juicy J. I don't. He's he's kind of a new artist. He's up and coming. He's kind of been around since 2017. I'm, uh, he's he's white. Like he's he's like mm-hmm. a mix. It's a mix of Riff Raff and Lil Dicky. I don't okay. know. Check him out. Okay. Uh, that's that's about all I have. Follow us on our Twitter page at Heart of Texas Pod, and follow us on our Facebook page at Heart of Texas Podcast. Also. We have shirts, so message us about that. Kate, do you have anything else to add? No, I don't think so. We'll see you guys next time. Love you guys. From the 127 Studios in Waco, Texas, this has been the Heart of Texas Podcast.